Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. And here's your host, John Chapman. All right, welcome to another episode of the 49ers Rush Podcast. I am your host, John Chevin, and we've got a lot of interesting news, <laughs> tidbits from practice, who's in, who's out, who's maybe not out after all, and we're also going to continue just looking at the holistic picture on defense. Um, a lot of stuff to get to. It's a busy, busy week. It's a short week. Uh, the 49ers are playing against... Uh, the Arizona Cardinals again, you know, twice within three weeks, and they get one day less uh, because of the Monday night game. They have to come back and play. They have the afternoon game the against the Cardinals this week, and it's at home, thankfully. Um, also, just want to say we are going to be broadcasting live for that as well. So for those of you that do not live in the San Francisco kind of TV market area, that's okay. Uh, we are going to be broadcasting live through Hot Mike. Again, use promo code RUSH, E-S-F, R-U-S-H, E-S-F. We'll be doing play-by-play, color commentary, all of that stuff. So if for some reason you are out of the zone and you don't have NFL Sunday ticket, or even if you do have those things, we sync the podcast and the play-by-play and all that stuff with your video. And if you download that Hot Mike app which is wonderful. It still brings in the sounds from the game, and you don't have to listen to people that are you know, uh, talking about the 49ers that don't know the 49ers. We got you there. And another interesting update as well. They have asked for us to start broadcasting non-49ers games in addition to still doing all the 49ers game. That's going to be there for you guys. Um, and again, it's only available currently on the iPhone, but that's going to change very soon. We're about three weeks out from the app launching for Android as well. But don't worry. You can still uh, watch and listen on Periscope. The only difference is it doesn't sync to your phone, uh, but that option is available for you as well. So tonight's game, 
you know, which is going to be the Browns and the Steelers. We are going to be broadcasting that game tonight as well. So if you do not want to listen to Joe Buck, which I don't know who does, uh, we will have that opportunity for you guys again. Covering just all things fantasy, whatever else, just football related. So if you would like to listen to that, download the Hot Mic app. Use the promo code RUSH, R-U-S-H-E-S-F. So without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into um, just the defensive breakdown. Where are we? And, man, you know, if we're going to do the state of the franchise or whatever, however you want to use that phrase, 49ers defense is pretty damn good. And whenever I say pretty damn good, I mean the best in the NFL. Uh, you, you've got to walk away the biggest, most, biggest, most. I don't think that makes sense. But the biggest positive that we have after, you know, losing to our division rival is our defense is much better than we thought. We, 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 there were a lot of concerns. Could the 49ers pass rush and all these things still be able to do what they've done to lesser opponents to a mobile quarterback? And yeah, definitely not an issue there. You know, they come up, they get five sacks for 33 yards, but those sacks were key. A lot of third down situations where you got to Russell Wilson so fast, he had no option but to throw the ball away or take the sack. And he took the sack a lot of times. The problem was. Our offense, the 49ers offense, which we just finished that breakdown episode. That's the previous episode if you want to go back and uh, listen to that. Offense just kept giving them chances. And the more chances we gave them, uh, eventually Russell Wilson was able to break out. And that's what happened the very last drive of the game for the 20-yard scamper into field goal position. So uh, definitely a couple things out there. But before we jump in with more on the defense, let's talk about just What's going on with the 49ers today and yesterday? So lots of updates. Kyle Shanahan had a press conference yesterday. Practice is uh, just wrapped up a few minutes ago for today's portion. And we've got to talk about George Kittle. You know, <laughs> David Urban, who has, you know, he's longtime journalist, whatever. He covers the Arizona Cardinals. He used to cover the Big 12 back in the day. So I, I've followed him for, you know, well over a decade with the Longhorns. He transferred from the Big 12 ESPN to Arizona. Well-respected journalist. He comes out and he says, uh, Kyle Shanahan says, George Kittle will not play this week. Week. So that gets put all over Twitter, and then all of a sudden we get a uh, not so fast. Maybe <laughs> George Kittle still has a chance to play this week. Now it is a very small chance, and it seems like the knee and the ankle injury to Kittle were much more severe, which just shows how much of a badass he was to be able to play through both those issues against the Cardinals the first time. And he had a hell of a game, too. If you remember that touchdown where he broke three tackles and dove in, I mean, just he played wonderfully. But anyway, there is still a small chance that he could play. He has not been ruled out. Um, gosh, we could definitely use him for sure. Now, Raheem Mostert was limited on Wednesday. We're recording this Thursday. If you're watching us live, just want to say thank you. Please hit that up uh, vote or like button, heart button, wherever it is, Twitch, um, Periscope, Twitter, YouTube, wherever. Uh, it helps the podcast out a lot, but... Raheem Mostert was limited on Wednesday. He practiced fully today. So he is going to be the number two guy. Now, what's interesting is Tevin Coleman was excused from practice today for personal reasons. We don't really know 
what's going on. But um, he seems fully healthy. Not sure what's going on. Hopefully everything's okay with his family. I always hate to see that because usually it means, you know, death in the family. Something's going on just uh, usually in a negative way. But maybe it's a positive thing. Uh, I like to put positive stuff out there. But um, Raheem Moster and Tevin Coleman are going to be the backs out there this week with Jeff Wilson possibly getting some short yardage stuff. Uh, you know, we've seen Tevin Coleman play that role where he got the four touchdown game. But it seems like Kyle Shanahan always wants to use three backs at some point during the game. Uh, Brita is going to be out with the ankle is- issue. Uh, Joe Staley did have surgery yesterday on his finger and will be out uh, this week, probably out two to three weeks, which is rough. It stinks. He came back, had a terrible game against Clowney, and then he gets injured, and now he's out again. Uh, Justin School, who was inactive, uh, they went with uh, Daniel Brunskill as active over Justin School. It was asked of Kyle Shanahan during the press conference yesterday, is Justin School going to return to left tackle or are you going to put Brunskill over there? And Kyle Shanahan said, uh, and I quote, most likely yes to Justin School playing left tackle. So it seems like Brunskill will be the backup swing guy. You've got your left tackle, Justin School, right tackle, Mike McGlinchey, and then Brunskill will back up both of those. I don't think we're too far away from Brunskill backing up all four offensive lineman positions with Ben Garland at the center position. Akello Witherspoon got two limited practices, which is interesting because Kyle Shanahan came out earlier this week and said, look, once Akello Witherspoon gets three fully healthy practices in, he is the starter at the right cornerback position. Now, I don't know if these limited practices fall into that. It's not a full healthy practice, but that's something to make sure you kind of pay attention to. So uh, my assumption is with back-to-back limited practices, you stay with um, Emmanuel Mosley, but Akello could be in there this game. He is definitely going to be active this week with him practicing, maybe just a backup quarter roll until he gets three full ones in, but that's what it is. Now, good news, Emmanuel Sanders, while he did not register a quote-unquote practice today, he was out there on Thursday during the walkthrough portion of the test, and after practice, Kyle Shanahan was asked by Matt Barrows, and he said Emmanuel Sanders doesn't need to practice in full to play Sunday. So he's kind of already set the precedent that it's looking like um, Emmanuel Sanders will play, and it's a rib issue. This is a pain tolerance issue. If he can get in and out of cuts without destroying his body, then I think that he is going to play. Uh, The likelihood of him playing is higher than George Kittle. The likelihood of both of them playing, unfortunately, relatively low. If we could get both of them, Holy cow, that would be amazing, but take that for what you want. Levine uh, Levine Tololo, he was limited with the groin, and transaction, Demontre Moore has been signed, brought back. uh, You know, last podcast we said I was hoping it was going to be him. Somehow, he as a veteran, it's kind of rough to bring on veterans in the middle of the season, but uh, we are able to get him. He's practiced with the 49ers. He, you know, led the entire preseason NFL with sacks, pressures, hurries, all that stuff. So very, very excited to have him back. Hopefully, you know, the workouts went well, the tryouts went well. He's going to get snaps week one. So it's not like he's just going to be brought back and going to – no, he is going to get snaps. We rotate the defensive line like crazy. Now, it might only be 10 to 15 snaps, but he is going to play which is great news. Other just notes from today, Robbie Gold still a no-show in practice. DJ Jones probably going to be out this week. He didn't practice either. And Aziz Al-Shahar with his concussion, he was able to be out there in the blue non-contact jersey, which is relatively quick with it being Thursday. 
there's a small chance he could play this week. But uh, with the how he's already gotten past the first couple stages of concussion protocol. So Aziz seems likely. Um, there's a good chance he can play this week. I don't think there's going to be any issues um, long-term there. Uh, I think that he's going to be able to get out there. So, a uh, couple other things we're going to get into some, you know, pro football focus grades and things like that. But I did want to just take a chance to just pause, get to a couple questions, see how we feel about things. Um, <laughs> I really do appreciate all the support and the comments on here. This is awesome. Um, even my buddy Austin who on here with no eye talking about the pat, uh, Pats. Austin is a good friend. He is the definition of a troll, but he is actually a good friend. So be kind, Austin. Don't screw things up, man. <laughs> um, here we go. Here's a question. How worried are you? This is from Nick. Um, that the Niners will have enough offensive power to beat the Cardinals without Kittle and Sanders at 100%. Yeah, there's. here's what I have to say. You know, if you look at the Arizona Cardinals, I do not think that they are a great football team. Uh, you you kind of look. You, we we played them recently. They're three six and one. Now they very easily could be five and five uh, with the way that they have played. But you don't really have to do too much to beat them. They're twenty seventh in the NFL in defense. Um, you know, last time we played them, they sold out to run, and Jimmy Garoppolo had to pick them apart. But I do not see them getting near as many points as they did against us last week or whenever they played us. They scored 25 points against us. I don't see that happening again. So, yes, could we beat the Cardinals without those two players? Yes. Does it make it more difficult? Also, yes. So uh, I do see us beating the Cardinals at home. I think that they kind of played up to our level, and you know we've got a lot of guys back. Yes, we have injuries, but you know where we were missing both of our tackles and Kyle Juszczyk last time. Now we have Mike McGlinchey back. Now we have Kyle Juszczyk back. Yeah, Matt Breed is gone, but I still do think that we can move this uh, the ball on them. I still think that we can put up points. So not too worried about that. And the, another thing that's interesting as well, as Debo Samuel's play starts to escalate and seems to be more trusted, that's huge because he's an explosive player. Now, he definitely has a problem with the drops. You know, he's leading the NFL in drops this season. He had that one blatant one. And it's funny. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I just got a message that uh, NBC... Uh, sports picked up the tweet. So I told you guys I was going to put together like a brief compilation of all the drops from the game uh, against the Seattle Seahawks. So I just put that out there on Twitter. Got picked up. It's got too many views. I had to mute the conversation just because I couldn't answer other questions on Twitter. But NBC Sports just put that up on an article, which is pretty cool. Um, and if you haven't watched that, head over to Twitter at JL underscore Chapman. It's bad. Now, were Jimmy Garoppolo's passes perfect all game? No, absolutely not. But if the ball hits the receiver in the hands, that should be caught. Um, and so whenever you have eight drops that hit receivers in both hands, that's a problem. Were some of them difficult? Yeah, this is the NFL. You're playing against um, you know, a top-tier team like the Seattle Seahawks. It's going to happen, especially whenever the offensive line is playing poorly. Uh, but whenever you add all of those drops, and all eight of the drops were beyond the first down marker. So they were all big drops. Uh, some of them led to interceptions and ruined drives. So, uh, But the wide receivers have to do something. And something just happened with the Cleveland Browns, which, again, I'm going to be broadcasting that game tonight on Hot Mike. But um, they just cut Antonio Callaway. So very talented guy. Yeah. <laughs> very problematic guy. And let me just say this. If you are too bad of a person for John Dorsey, who I see as one of like the worst humans in all 
all of sports. Uh, he had, there's nobody that he will not draft, whether you're kicking women, beating children, whatever, even if it's all allegedly or you've pled guilty. He doesn't care. He cut this guy because of his attitude and off-the-field issues. So that should tell you something. You're bringing in a guy that he's one more arrest or suspension or drug charge from like Josh Gordon-level ban. So if you want to bring him in, that's fine because he's a receiver. He's talented, all those things. He does have a problem with drops. He's unreliable. He's not very intelligent. And again, it just, I don't know. Do the 49ers have wide receiver problems? Hell yes, we do. Um, I'm going to keep saying it. I need like a button. Like if I was a pull string doll, you you would pull the thing and it would say like a handful of things. But one of them would be Jalen Hurd is the answer. I really do believe that. I think he's two weeks out um, from coming back. We have the Cardinals this week, Packers next week. I think he is back for the Ravens. Worst case, he's back the game after that for the Saints. Um, and we are now preparing for the playoffs. We're 8-1. and one. Um, usually the rule is if you get to 10 wins, you're in the playoffs. If you get to 11, you're almost guaranteed the playoffs. I think there's been one time the Patriots back in the Matt Castle days didn't, but 11 wins you're in, uh, especially with the way things are right now in the NFC. If you look at like the, uh, NFC East, which is just a horrible division, but we're going to be in the playoffs. It's just that's what we're building for. We're building for week 16 against the Rams, week 17 against the Seahawks. Win your division first. All these other games matter for sure, but you win your division, um, then you're in. And if we don't win our division, we cannot get a first-round pick or a first-round buy. And so you've got to win those interdivision games. That is key. All right. Um, so let's see here. Have you noticed our defense got better without Quan? Um, how can I get my hands on that uh, that male enhancement chew? Yes. Um, so again, going back, bluechew.com. What you're going to use is promo code 49ers. Your first shipment's going to be free. And all you got to do is pay five bucks and they'll send it to you. So again, uh, bluechew.com. Thank you, Barack. You are the man. Uh, Quan has played great. And so it's not so much that our defense got quote-unquote better yeah they had a good game but a lot of that had to do with secondary play and defensive line play linebackers played great too you look at the way Fred Warner was able to affect in the pass rush that is key uh, he was able to get in there big time. Dre Greenlaw making the amazing interception, uh, rolling off coverage from the flat defender in overtime to go and help a teammate out and just made a freak play. He should not have been there. <laughs> he really shouldn't have been, but uh, he just went, and that's what players do. They go make plays. And if we look at Pro Football Focus, which got a lot of flack this week because there was a lot of good and a lot of bad and a lot of inconsistencies, but one of the promising things is this. Jaquaski Tart, the lowest grade in his entire NFL career the week against the Cardinals. How does he respond? His best game ever as a pro the following week. We've seen this from Tart where he goes from bad to good in back-to-back plays. If he can just get damn consistent... Uh, he was the best player on the field on the defense. He played wonderfully well. He finished with a 90.8 grade, which is elite. Uh, stripped the fumble to save a touchdown to force it much later. Uh, that was awesome. So uh, Jaquaski Tart's playing a wonderful. DJ Jones, who got hurt, he had a 90.1. Nick Bosa, even though he didn't do it in the pass rush, he had five solo stops by himself. 
Um, six total pressures. He was back there a lot. And a big reason why those sack fumbles took place were because Bosa was coming off the edge and Russell Wilson had to step up to get away from Bosa. And that's where the big plays happened for DeForest Buckner, DJ Jones, Fred Warner on a Mike Blitz up the middle, all those things. And you know, I, I loaded up. I loaded for my Patreon members the offensive breakdown um, yesterday. Even though YouTube was a mess yesterday, they redid their policies and whatever else. You couldn't load stuff for like two hours. It's frustrating. But uh, that was up yesterday. Tomorrow, I'm going to put the defensive breakdown, which I'm excited about. The offensive breakdown broke my heart because it was bad. You saw so many bad plays, blocking, um, just bad all the way across the field. Defensive breakdown. I'm so excited. Uh, <laughs> this is like, all right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you watch the offensive only. You're just like, man, we're not that. That good you watch the defense and you're like damn we're gonna win the super bowl if we can get the offense to step up their level of play and mimic get close to what you know the defense is doing then holy cow we've already seen uh special very very special so nick Bosa had a great game k1 williams continues just dude special <laughs> two pressures sack an additional quarterback hit uh forced to fumble all over the place, great coverage, all those things. You know, the the NFL, Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch just appealed to the NFL for Pro Bowl and All-Pro voting because there's only two corners that make the All-Pro team, but the NFL now, almost 70% of defenses line up with three corners. And so they're trying to get a slot or a nickel corner uh, to have a spot on the All-Pro and Pro Bowl team. And the main reason why is uh, Kwan Williams. He, he, there's not a better slot cornerback in the NFL. There's not that many better cornerbacks in the NFL. He's a top five rated corner, not just slot guy. You're talking left corners, right corners, slot corners. He's top five. He's the number one rated secondary player um, on our entire team, top five in the NFL. And so the 49ers are petitioning the NFL to change the way they do all pro voting to include this position. Uh, you don't need three linebackers. should be two linebackers and three corners with today's NFL. So uh, curious to see what's going to happen there. And again, staying with this theme, players that were awful against the Cardinals but had a great game against Seattle, Jimmy Ward. Holy cow. Uh, comes up 85.3 grade. Those are all elite numbers. And if we want to flip the script and talk about bad players – there's not really any bad grades. There's four bad grades, but they only got a few snaps. Uh, Z's he had a bad uh, grade. He got a 25, but he only played eight snaps before he got his concussion. Sheldon Day, that's the worst performer. He got 25 snaps after DJ Jones went out. But we're going to activate. Uh, well, he is. Act he's going to be active on game day. Um, sorry, apologize. We're going to bring in Julian Taylor and he is going to get a lot of those snaps. I want him to start personally. Um, but Sheldon day snaps got to go down. He hasn't had one good game this year. Um, he has just been problematic across all facets of the game. But after that, there's not really anything. D Ford is the next lowest player. He got a 64.5, which is a decent grade. That's a starting level grade. Uh, Ronald Blair before he got hurt, got a 66.7. Everybody else played well. Um, the grades for the defense are wonderful. No issues there. But what we got to do is just stay more consistent. And if we can get safety play like what we saw against Seattle, there's not going to be a lot of teams that can beat us. They're going to have to have a perfect game, and our offense is going to have to lay an egg because our front seven is so strong. And absolute great game by the defense. Um, let's see here. How in the world did Joe Staley have such a high uh, pro football focus grade on Monday? Uh, that being said, does school pick it up back up where he left off? Yeah, school's going to step in. 
You know, he started the previous game against the Cardinals and Chandler Jones. Chandler Jones is tough. But Joe Staley had a good game because he had so many awesome run-blocking seal blocks that were so positive. So the way that pro football focus grades, if you make a crazy negative play, you're going to get like a negative three or something like that. So if you give up a sack, whatever. But he had so many plus one and plus two plays, especially in the second half in overtime. And if you notice, Jadavian Clowney kind of got quieter as the game went on. Yeah, he dominated the first half, and he was very, very good in the second half. But a lot of great blocks took place later on. And so because of that, it's just there's so many plays. Yeah, he had like 10 bad plays, but he had a lot of positive plays too. The bad plays were much more of an impact. And again, pro football focus is not the rule. It's just a starting point. And so, yeah, I could put together the clips of Joe Staley missing blocks, and you're going to say, God, why is that guy in the NFL? But I could show you 25 plays where Joe Staley looked like Joe Staley. He's just got to cut out those those bad blocks. Now, a couple things. Um, again, with the game tonight, if you guys are going to be watching Thursday Night Football, please join us. We're going to be on Hot Mike. Use promo code RUSHESF. Uh, the Steelers and the Browns. And what's crazy to me is the Pittsburgh Steelers are favored. Okay, so now we're going to jump into our segment about betting, mybookie.ag. I am not a believer in the Cleveland Browns. Now, I don't like betting division games typically, but I love the Steelers in this matchup. If it was even, I would take the Steelers. Um, I really do believe that they are the better team. Um, I, I get on paper. <laughs> Everybody can talk about Odell, Baker Mayfield, all these things. Don't care. Um, the Steelers have or, The Steelers have so much more to play for. Uh, they're five and four, not too far out of the playoff hunt. Uh, you know, they're basically they get the they are the second team in right now. Now you're getting into percentages, but right now they have the second wild card. I don't think the Cleveland Browns have any chance of making the playoffs. They're three and six. That offensive line is just trash. Um, I think Pittsburgh's going to win this game on the road. I really, really do. They're getting James Conner back. Their defense with Minka Fitzpatrick, who I was wrong about. I'll be honest. I told everybody I want to trade for Minka. It's going to cost too much. Kind of wish we would have. It would have cost a first-round pick. He's playing like defensive player of the year. He's had a turnover or more every single game since he has been traded. Now, some of them have been like off Kendrick Bourne drop pass interceptions, uh, but that's what that is. Um, so, um, anyway, that you take that for what you want, but I am taking Pittsburgh tonight, and again, if you have not started an account yet, mybookie.ag, use promo code 49ers. What they do is... They match half of your initial deposit. So if you want to start $100 just to bet, they're going to give you 50 bucks for free. You get a bet. If you, They go all the way up to 1000 So if you are a big spender, not a teacher like myself, <laughs> put $1,000 in there, they're going to give you 500 bucks for free. I am taking Pittsburgh tonight. Now, the couple other bets that I really, really like this week, and again, I told you guys about this, the New York Jets at Washington Redskins, they're getting another half a point. I told you guys I put money down when it was just plus one. Now it's plus one and a half on the Jets' favor. I'm taking the Jets there. Again, I love to bet against teams I don't believe in. I believe the Jets have a lot of talent, uh, but awful coaching. I believe the Redskins have awful talent and awful coaching, so I am taking the Jets with an extra point and a half. Um, and again, on my bookie, one of the things that you can do there is you can buy points. So if you want more points, you can add points onto. So instead of taking the Jets at plus one and a half, you can add two points and you can cover a field goal. Now, your 
the rates in which they pay out what you bet go down with that. But if you're one of those people that don't like to risk and you want kind of the guaranteed bet but a smaller payoff, that's there for you. Now, if you're wanting to bet small and win huge, now you're looking at parlays. I'm going to have a parlay bet for you guys on Saturday. Um once we do our scouting report for Sunday. So that's going to be there as well. But the 49ers game is also taking a hit. The Cardinals traveling to the 49ers Sunday. Obviously, the afternoon game was minus 11.5 for the 49ers. We were favored by 11.5. That's gone down a full point. Now we're 10.5. As soon as that Kittle news came out, it started to downtick a little bit. Then the Staley news came out. Another half a point. Over-unders at 45. Um, I am not liking the 49ers to cover 10.5 points. I just don't like it until I know Emmanuel Sanders or Kittle is in there. The money line for sure, but the payouts aren't that great on there. So, um, again, on Saturday, our scouting report episode, I'm going to have some prop bets for the 49ers game that I really want to hit on. So, again, that's mybookie.ag, promo code 49ers. It's the best betting site out there for all sports. I've been betting with them for years. Uh, just, It's a great site, so please head over there. Now, a couple other things. Uh, some questions before we jump off here. Um, why didn't Shanahan call a single rollout or move the pocket for Jimmy G once it was obvious he couldn't protect him in the pocket? Yeah, he, a couple issues there. Jimmy Garoppolo's not the best whenever he's moving to the side. Uh, they don't like to do that, especially with what um, the Seattle Seahawks do blitz-wise. They like to blitz on the outside. So that's a little scary as well. But, yeah, you could definitely question some of the play calling. Uh, Nick, I'm with you there. There were lots of times where I wanted some screens to slow down things. And we called a couple screens, but Jadavian Clowney was reading it so well, he negated two different screens where he just jumped in front of Jimmy Garoppolo and he couldn't check down. But yeah, there were definitely some play call issues, but it, not really a major concern for me because I think we have the best play caller in the NFL at quarterback. Uh, now you could maybe argue he's top five or top three, but he's definitely top. So uh, hopefully he figures that out and we get to see what happens there. Uh, let's see here. People are getting on Jimmy after this game. Would you say Russell Wilson had a few passes to defenders as well? Yeah. You can't get – Jimmy Garoppolo didn't play great, okay? Um, he was very inconsistent. Yeah, he probably should have thrown three interceptions. But the interception, those were all dropped by the defenders. Those happen in every NFL game. Were they bad passes? Yes. And Jimmy Garoppolo put it all on him as well. They asked him about the drop passes in his press conference, and he's like, oh, I got to throw the ball better. I got to put it in better spots where they can catch it. Jimmy took this as a man. Now, again, head over to my Twitter, <laughs> at JL underscore Chapman, and watch that damn video. You're going to see two bad passes that hit and both hands of the wide receiver dropped, and then you're going to see about five to six passes that were just wide open right in the middle of the chest or hands that were dropped. So, yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo's got to take uh, some of this. I put it on him for the fumbles much more than the bad passes or the interception. I care way more about the fumbles. you got to protect the ball. Russell Wilson didn't look that great either. He just... He just hangs around, man. It's what he does. Uh, Royce, do you have an Instagram? I do have an Instagram, um, but I don't put any 49er stuff on there. Uh, you're more than welcome to follow me. It's a public fo uh, profile. It's John Lamar Chapman. Uh, people ask me what the L is in my Twitter. My middle name is Lamar. I don't know. It's what it is. Uh, so, yeah. So, if you want to follow me on Instagram, you're more than welcome to. There's no 49ers content there. Uh, it's more of a personal one. But you're more than welcome to to follow me. No big deal. Uh, John Lamar Chapman. Uh, knock yourself out. Have a good time. Um, let's see. A couple other questions. 49ers fan from South Georgia. Man, love it. Uh, 
Uh, yeah, I lived in Georgia for a few summers up in Douglasville. Shout out to Brandon there. Um, listen to your podcast on the morning drive. Curious if you could throw out a Ravens versus 49ers prediction. All right, we're jumping to the future here. I like it. We play the Baltimore Ravens um, Sunday, December 1st, on it, and it's the um, afternoon kickoff. Okay. No, I'm sorry. It's the early kickoff. It's at Baltimore. So I hate these damn games where you have a West Coast team traveling across three damn time zones and then a morning kickoff on top of that. Cannot stand it. I, I think that there needs to be a rule when West Coast teams go to the East Coast, they don't kick off early in the morning. And I don't also, another thing I don't know, this should be the damn game of the week. Why are you having the best game in the NFL bright and early? Um, I don't like so many things about this game. However, the 49ers should match up relatively well against what the Ravens are trying to do. Um, the one team that was able to destroy the Ravens, they're very, very good at football, was the Cleveland Browns. How did the Cleveland Browns do this? They had great pass rush, wonderful contain on the side, and they ran the ball on offense. Guess what we do? We do all those things. Now, do I think we blow the Ravens out? No. Um, the Ravens will be favored in this game. They're probably the hottest team in the NFL right now. Um, cue the Hansel gif. Um, Zoolander right there. But I do think that the 49ers match up very, very well with the Ravens. Um, now, having said that, I don't care that much about that game as I care about a lot of other games. I care most about Green Bay. Well, sorry. care most about the Seattle Seahawks. Then I care about Green Bay. Then I care about the Saints. Those are the three games that I have circled. The Ravens game is huge as far as record goes. But those three games that I just mentioned, Seahawks, Packers, Saints, that's going to determine playoff positioning, uh, the seeds. Because right now, the top four seeds in the NFL, we're, we gotta, we're playing all of them. We're one. Then you have the Packers, Saints, and then you got the Seahawks. So we get it. The playoffs start next week. Not this week with the Cardinals. The playoffs start next week. Because if we lose to the Packers and to the Saints and things like that, now we're getting into home field advantage. We're getting into bye weeks. We're getting into all those things. Right now, the 49ers control all of their fate. And we have a one game lead over everybody else. But we play everybody. <laughs> Definitely a tough schedule down the stretch. Uh, we have the 10th hardest remaining schedule in the NFL as far as wins and losses of opponents left. Uh, we got a lot of teams, a lot of playoff teams on there. So um, Now, if I had to do a prediction right off the top of my head, I would say 49ers win 28-24. to uh, I think it's going to be a close game. Uh, the Vegas odds would probably put the Ravens at plus 5, if I was to guess. Uh, but I, I think... I believe in this game. Uh, I think we match up. The NFL is a it's, a it's a thing of matchups, and I think we match up much better with the Ravens than we do with uh, the Packers or the Seahawks, for that matter. I, I think we match up better. I just personally think that. All right, uh, what is your guess as to what Kittle's injury is? It's kind of worrisome that he hasn't practiced all week. The problem is he has two, his knee and his ankle on the same damn leg. And with those joint issues... You can play through it sometimes once it happens, but swelling and all kinds of other stuff, you just can't do what you want to do long term. So that's kind of the problem that is there. Um, so, yeah, th those are the two issues. Uh, how much faith do you have in Jalen Hurd and his availability for the rest of the year? So much faith in Jalen Hurd. I am a believer. I think that we get him versus the Ravens or the Saints, and I think he is going to be huge. He gets phased in probably through two weeks, and I think that he will be one of the leading snap guys um, after just a one short week. I, th I think you 
give him a couple snaps throughout the game, the first game he's in there, then he should be one of three wide receivers starting. Uh, where you have Debo Samuel in no particular order, but in three wide receiver sets, you'd have Debo Samuel, Emmanuel Sanders, and Jalen Hurd. I think I think it's coming. Um, let's see here. Did it seem to you like Shanny greatly reduced his playbook for Seattle once Kittle and Sanders were out? Yes, you could say that for the last two games. Okay, the playbook has been limited. Without Kyle Juszczyk and without George Kittle, Shanahan cannot do what Shanahan wants to do. And we saw this. Even without just Juszczyk, you couldn't do everything. Then without just Kittle, you couldn't do everything. So there are certain pieces that you have to have for him to do his crazy stuff. Now, Roz Dwelly has performed wonderfully. And he's been able to step up and cover for both of those damn two guys. But you're talking about a guy that was on a practice squad a year ago is filling in for the two most complex positions in this Kyle Shanahan offense in back-to-back weeks. You've got to limit it. And somehow we didn't have any pre-snap injuries or pre-snap penalties. We had a false start with a couple guys, but not Ross Dwelly. He has been lights out, but there's no doubt you can't do everything with him. Um, because he's learned so many damn positions. He started out as the tight end two, then he moved to fullback one, then he moved to tight end one. Like, that's just too much. Those are so much movement, so many different assignments. I don't like any of that. I don't like any of that. Um, Yeah, they did flex the Packers game to Sunday night. Um, Do you think Shanahan will pull the uh, less play actions, less screens again? I hope not. Gosh, man, if you the best way to negate a good pass rush is play action and screens. Play action and screens destroys it. We, we've kind of struggled with that of late. Hopefully uh, that figures it out. Uh, people are talking trash against Jimmy now. Wouldn't you say Wilson threw? Yeah, uh, so, sorry, I already got that one. Um, now, just a couple more questions before I jump off, and this is a lot of fun. I really do enjoy all the support, uh, guys and gals. Much appreciated. Um, what do you think the chances of Nick Bosa's brother coming to the Niners next year to join his little brother? It sounds amazing, but pass rushers do not get away. Uh, pass rushers get traded, and it would cost a first to get Bosa plus a huge, huge paycheck. So I don't think any of those things are going to happen. Unfortunately, I don't want to be like the guy that's like, no, it's not going to happen. I wish it would. Um, I would much rather re-sign Eric Armstead and DeForest Buckner and keep those guys. Hate to say it, though, I don't think there's a way we can keep both of them. Uh, The people that are out there saying the salary cap is a myth, I'm with you to a certain degree. You can manipulate a lot of things to keep them. And because we don't have draft picks, if we let those guys walk, we are hurting big time. But, um, yeah, I want to keep those two guys. I I believe locker room stability lasts when you have guys earn it that you drafted, you re-sign. Because that forces the new draft class in to say, look, this is a team that if I ball out, they're going to take care of me. Therefore, it builds this camaraderie with the team. And you look at other teams that are basically franchise or uh, I don't know, how do you say it? It's minor league farm teams for the other NFL. And those are places players don't want to go. Okay, and I don't want the 49ers to be that. I want to play those, pay those guys. They've been awesome. Uh, do you think Sanders' ribs could be similar to Deshaun Jackson's injury in terms of severity and recovery surgery options? Now, Deshaun Jackson was interesting because, yeah, his was a rib issue, and then it was a foot issue. He came back and played, and then the foot issue happened as well. Um, so, yeah, this there's not a specific timetable for a rib uh, rib cartilage is what it said or obliques it used to be called a strained oblique um there's no way there's not a timetable for that because it 
if it reactivates or flares up, you just start the timetable over again. And it's just one of those things you just got to play through. The fact that it happened with no contact makes it even more problematic. Um, let's see here. Thanks for the Jets bet tip. Uh, you can get Darnold two plus touchdowns and Jets win at plus 219. Man, with the way Sam Darnold's been playing and again against this awful secondary, that is not a bad bet, Alan. I like it. Uh, Darnold two plus pass touchdowns and Jets win at plus 219. Those are great odds. Uh, so again, for those people that want to bet a little and win a lot, uh, that's going to be under the props builder, the double up. So just click props builder over on mybookie.ag use promo code 49ers and then you'll props builder select the game then go down to the doubles and that's going to be there as well um so that is awesome guys really do appreciate it we got a lot more coming from the 49ers again if you're watching thursday night football join us over on hot mic use promo code rush esf and join us it's going to be a lot of fun we're going to it's not like uh, i'm not going to be as serious as i am (laughs) for all the 49ers broadcasts it's just going to be uh covering some schematic things and fantasy standpoints and betting seg- uh, segments for the game. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Please join us over there. And again, for those people that are not that don't have Sunday ticket or live outside of San Francisco, if you can't get the 49ers game on Sunday because it's not a nationally broadcast game, tune in on Hot Mike or my Periscope, my Twitter feed, and we'll, we'll have play-by-play and all that stuff covered for you. So until the next time, really do appreciate it, guys. And my Patreon members just want to say thanks again. The defensive breakdown is coming tomorrow um lots of stuff man so much 49ers (laughs) we're just gonna keep it coming so until next time please stay strong faithful save big on brunch for mom all in the kroger app get 16 ounce packs of flavorful angus 90 lean ground sirloin for 4.99 each with a digital coupon then buy two get two free on 12 packs of delicious coca-cola pepsi or 7-up all with your card Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.